Thank you for chiming in, Marcy. Can you hear us now? Listen, it's been a stressful week, you guys. My brain is not the greatest right now. I've been uh-huh. super duper exhausted. Mm-hmm. So that's why that just happened. So let's real quick from the top. Right. Welcome to the season three finale. Of Crushed and Of Crushed and Pressed. Yes, we made it to season three. Uh, once again, what we do during your quarantine, we started a podcast and, we and three seasons. And did three seasons and tried to figure out how to make electronics work, but clearly I'm not good at this. Which is fine, because within the first five seconds, I fucking froze because I wasn't plugged into the Ethernet. I mean, we're, we're just, guys, baby steps. We're learning. Uh, well, yes. we were just saying that... Um, this week has just been a stressful week and I had two gigs over the weekend, Friday and Saturday night. And then Joey's been having me play fallout, which is cool. And you should actually like play it. Watch. And you should definitely play it. It's, it's fun. (sighs) And I think Trevor has it. Like I was like super worried about playing it at first. Cause I was like, I don't really do like shooting and stuff like that. But they have like a system called that's, where you literally just hit a button and it auto aims for you. Oh, that's nice. So okay. super simple. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, any like first person shooter game, I'm the person standing against a wall, gun pointed at the ground, spinning in a circle because I can't figure out how to make it. I'm like a, a duck hunt kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm a Tetris person. So, but like they have that, that, and then you eventually get companions, and your companions will just shoot things for you. You don't really have to do anything. That's fun. Okay. <laughs> so like right now I have that. yeah, right now I have two companions and one of them is a sniper and the other one is a dog and my dog just like runs up and attacks things and my sniper like headshots everybody. <laughs> so That's so fun. Super efficient. I don't actually have to do anything. <laughs> oh wow. You're like team, let's do it. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been doing? How are my gigs? Yeah, how are your gigs? So turnout, no? Yeah, good. Friday night we weren't too busy. Yesterday we had a bachelorette party. (laughs) Okay. Like you guys went to do just the bachelorette party or they came to the area where you We went to do just the bachelorette party. Oh wow. And You're brave. There was a a stripper who came and first of all, mm-hmm. so the stripper asked permission to take his pants off he got to get that consent yeah he asked permission to take his pants off wow um and then he had Underwear under his underwear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had these like white, like high athletic socks on that were just driving all of us absolutely insane because we were like, yo, I like the only thing I can look at is your white socks. socks. <laughs> Was Joey there with you for this yeah. event? Bless him. Oh, man. <laughs> you guys are like, we're just here karaoke. What is happening? <laughs> it was it was wild. It was wild. Oh, my God. See? Good, good. Thank you for sharing with us. <laughs> I, I walked away multiple times. I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. <laughs> like, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This isn't for me. It's not for me. I'll be back when they want a karaoke. <laughs> it's not for me. So I just walked away. Ugh. Now, I went out of town. I went to go visit my cousin, Mike. He's over on the other coast in Hernando. Okay. County. Um, so that's, what, two and a half hours from here? Yeah. So I loaded myself up in my air mattress and went over there. And mm-hmm. uh, we just watched, like, we watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and ordered okay. Chinese food in and uh, went and did a bunch of nature walks and saw some alligators. Very cool. <laughs> I posted, posted some gators on my story. Saw a lot of turtles. But, like, 
<laughs> he took me out on the boat this morning for like two hours. Like I woke up when we went on the boat and I'm like, this is so nice. The outdoors exist and there's nobody else out mm-hmm. here. So like I need to redo my way of thinking. Like this week is not the week because I have every single day I have two jobs and then immediately something after either book club, physical rehearsal, digital rehearsal, something else. So I don't yeah. have time to do it this week. But like all during the month of September, when I'm done with work before like three before I come home and just take a nap, I need to go find one of our many, many trails because we mm-hmm. have a lot of trails and just go for a fucking walk because it's so nice and yep. nobody else is out there. Yep. Mm. Yep. And I have my permanent beach bag sitting in my back seat so I can, if I'm out on the beach for my clients, yeah. just stop by the actual beach on my way home. And I there just need go. to get in the habit of doing that because otherwise we're going to move. We're uh, closing on our house on Friday. Ooh, okay. Exciting. So yeah, all during the month of September, we'll be moving. So it's like, I need to wrap up all my business here. And then, I don't know, take two weeks of moving myself into the new house. And during that, I can't just be painting and putting shit away. I need to, like, get out and get in the habit of doing stuff again. Yeah. Okay. Just Very without cool. people. So, yeah. let's see. Oh. But yeah. That's what I'm up to. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. What are you drinking? Oh, did you did you open the bag? Did you figure it out? No, I didn't open the bag. I just squeezed it. So I squeezed out my last bit of my my box wine. Let's see if <laughs> like there's a damn any... bladder. Just uh-huh. there. Let's see if there's anything else I can get out of here. What are you <clears throat> drinking, Ange? Um, I actually have my cheapy one, my barefoot Moscato. Okay, your, ch- your cheapy wine. The cheapy wine. But also, I say, well, you do that. Happy birthday, Dad. It's my dad's 65th birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Angie's dad. Yay. Yay. All right, so let's see. I've got I've got my, my bladder out. That's so wild. Good. Yeah, there's a sip and a half in there. Yeah, see? Look at that. Guys, this is what's inside of a box wine. Yeah, this this is what's inside of it, if you guys didn't know. So no, no, you in college, we used to slap the bag. So we put this in the freezer. And then you'd (laughs) take it out of the freezer and you'd hit it and Uh all of the carbonation goes to the top. So you're Yeah. Yeah. So you're just chugging the pure wine from the bag. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No carbonation. Yeah. It's great. Hmm. You know, you learn some wild things in college when all of your friends are like engineering yeah. <laughs> you're like look what else you can do blow this over this and there's this what yeah do it a lot with dry ice yep oh all right you've got your wine settled yes i've got my wine situation fixed you got your research ready to go pictures yeah. ready to go oh i don't know if joey loaded pictures on here it's not a big deal oh if not Y'all, I just pulled up, like, Google images from there, and it's basically a lot of the images I found were people going in now and taking pictures of, like, how the nature has taken over some of the areas, uh, the rooms that are open through the museum side and stuff like that. And yeah. it is still a fully functioning museum, and if you go to their website, um, what is it, easternstate.org? .org, yeah. They, they have a virtual tour you can take right now. Yep. And so it's got all the history, like, all the little things will tell you all about it and all that stuff. So if that's something that interests you guys, definitely do it. Hell yeah, why not? You're stuck inside anyway. Go take a virtual tour. As a matter of fact, All right. I will put it in <clears> the... <throat> I will put that in the... Thanks. Yeah. In the notes there? In the links? In the links. Easternstate.org. Dot .org. Dot .org. <laughs> it's one of them. Make sure that in the comments you guys have the link to the virtual tour. Cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure your internet's working because I went to go take it and I'm like, it's showing nothing. Their website's broken. Then I was like, no, this is user error. This is my fault. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's go ahead and kick this off. Yeah, um, let's do Eastern, it. State, Eastern State Penitentiary. Okay, spell penitentiary without looking at it, first of all. I'm not going to. I can't. It took me it's so many times and a lot of autocorrect. Pen, P E N I T E N T I A R Y. You did it penitentiary yes because it's we're gonna get into the word but penitent basically and it's you know it's mm-hmm. not meant to be a horrible place but it fucking was but it was so 
Yeah. Because Ben Franklin was actually a dick. (laughs) Yes! He's secretly the worst. Um, Okay, let's see. So I pulled this from Atlas Obscura. And um, I was going to say, they helped me on one of the other haunted houses I did. All of them. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because why not? So thrust in the middle of urban Philadelphia is what looks like a great castle. It's a massive haunting building. However, these walls weren't built to keep crusaders or robbers out, but to keep them in. The castle is a prison. And it's really kind of (laughs) pretty, like from the front. But anyway, until this edifice was constructed, prisons had generally been commercial ventures, Mm -hmm. and they were filled with (laughs) prostitutes, booze, corrupt officials, and little to no order. Starvation, cold, disease, and violence often put an end to prisoners before they were even sentenced. mm. And then this one was opened in 1829. Wrap your head around that. 1829. Um, it was designed by the get ready for this. It was designed by the Society for Alleviating the Miseries of Public Prisons. <laughs> what group are you in? <laughs> the Society yeah. is for Alleviating <laughs> the Struggles of Prison or some shit like that. <laughs> We're trying to make them better. That was the idea. It was supposed to be a new type of prison where order like reigned and those housed within the walls would have a chance to be penitent for their crimes instead of tortured and killed Mm -hmm. um eastern state was to be the world's first and this is where the word was created penitentiary Mm -hmm. um versus jail prison so compared to the other facilities it was a technological marvel 1829 um and cost eight hundred thousand dollars i didn't do today's money it's a lot um it was one of the most <laughs> too much like <laughs> in 1800s time to now um it was one of the most expensive building projects of its day and it was at a time when president andrew jackson was still using a chamber pot prisoners in the eastern state had their own private toilets and inmates were served three hearty meals a day usually boneless beef pork or soup and unlimited potatoes so i, I do mean, love potatoes <laughs> Well, you get unlimited potatoes. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> With your broth. That's um, fine. <laughs> and they had their own private exercise areas. Um, each cell had skylights so that the divine wisdom of God might shine down upon those inside. I love That's it. That's why we install skylights, guys. Um, so basically, in essence, Eastern State was paradise compared to the other prisons at the time. But, but... Despite all of its material comforts, this paradise drove men mad. Mm-hmm. So um, it was known as the separate system. And part of what made Eastern State unique is that prisons weren't allowed to interact with other prisoners at all. Yep. So in any way, like they ate alone, they exercised alone, they read the Bible, the only book that they were allowed to have. Alone. alone. <laughs> <laughs> They were not allowed to talk to each other or to the guards. On rare occasions that they were taken out of the cells, they put hoods over their heads. So that way they couldn't see or, like, send little signals to anybody. And guards even wore felt shoe covers so that they could keep the prison as quiet as possible. And so it was utter silence, utter solitude. And it was meant to inspire penance. But instead, it, like, made them fucking It literally drove people mad, yeah. Yeah, because it's too peaceful. It's too quiet. Um, so when Charles Dickens visited the prison in 1842, y'all, y'all, celebrity name drops, Charles fucking Dickens. Okay, um, he went and visited the prison and he wrote, quote, the system here is rigid, strict, and hopeless, solitary confinement. I believe it in its effect to be cruel and wrong. I hold this slow and daily tampering with the mysteries of the brain to be immeasurably worse than any torture of the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, due to overcrowding and disapproval of this, the separate system, Eastern State changed into a more standard prison. And then it was known as the New York system of prisons. I'm sitting here going, you got a system named after you where we create the prisons? Okay. So... Now inmates are going to share cells and they were permitted to communicate. Yes. Um, And like how I mentioned, they have flushing toilets and like the president still was using a chamber pot. There was some kind of button that they pushed and it was like once or twice a week, the guards could push the button to flush the toilets because there were inmates trying to flush the toilets to send code Mm -hmm. to other inmates. So they had to stop that. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus. 
Um, That's still a thing, yeah. you guys. There's a documentary yeah. on Netflix where they talk about it. Yes! I mean, you get crafty when you're... In... What else? You have time mm-hmm. to think about literally everything. Yeah, it's called fishing. And you... <laughs> Yes. Flush the toilet and send a code to somebody else. Well, then, if you don't get more creative when you're in prison, you're and doing then they, wrong. they fish it out of the line. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> okay, this prison did remain in use for 142 years, so from 1829 to 1971, so the 70s, and it housed such criminals as um, like Willie Sutton and Al Capone, and we'll let you get more into that. And then it was left abandoned for many years, and it was narrowly saved from destruction. Um, in 1994, the Eastern State reopened its massive doors to the public, and it's, like I said, it, there's nature taking over different rooms. It's in magnificent decay. Anyone who finds themselves in Philadelphia would be well advised to pay a visit and be penitent. So go by. It's fun to look at. And then there's a self-guided audio tour that features yes. interviews with several former inmates and guards. And it's narrated by Steve Buscemi. <laughs> um, what a narration. I know. Um, and then the penitentiary offers a number of special tours, including prison uprisings, uh, winter adventure tours, Bastille Day celebration, and a haunted Halloween tour. Um, this fall, I believe they... No, oh, they posted something about it. I should really check into that. I don't know if it's canceled or what, but it's on their website about the haunted Halloween tour. Okay. Purchase tickets. You can still, yeah, you can still go. So, yeah. Cool. Okay, great. And then I just had one little paragraph that I pulled from, what is this? Easternstate.org. So their website, uh, that it's America's most haunted, most historic, fuck, I want to be just super haunted. America's most historic prison and it was once the most famous and expensive prison in the world but today it stands in ruins and then it let's see its historic site is located at 22nd Street and Fairmount Avenue just five blocks from the Philadelphia Museum of Art and then it's currently open Friday through Sunday from 10 to 5 admission includes the Voices of Eastern State audio tour narrated like we said by Steve Buscemi and award-winning exhibits on mass incarceration the big graph and prisons today uh history exhibits and a critically acclaimed series of art installations Mm -hmm. so it's more than just a weird prison to walk through yes yeah so um while we're on the subject we can talk about eastern state penitentiary's notable um, inmates so of course we have al capone um al capone who is chicago's most famous mob boss he spent eight months at eastern state penitentiary from uh, 1929 to 1930 he was arrested for carrying a concealed deadly weapon and that was actually his first prison sentence that he'd ever served jesus son Um, And this is something that Ange and I touched on on Wednesday, that while he was there, he spent his time in luxury. Um, He had fine furniture, oriental rugs, and his own radio that he was able to listen to. He was the only inmate allowed any kind of information from the outside world. Yeah. And y'all, go look up Al Capone's cell online. It's really neat. It's neat to look at. Mm -hmm. It's like, what the hell? Because it's so fancy. There's a lamp and shit. It's so nice. For mm-hmm. being a prison cell. He was also allowed other books besides the Bible. Like, he yeah. was allowed to live He's life special. like a normal person. He's special. He's special. Um, you have Victor Babe Androli, who was convicted of killing a Pennsylvania state trooper in 1937. Oh, he served God. a... He was there to serve a life sentence for first-degree murder, but he escaped in 1943 by hiding in a delivery truck that was leaving the prison. Several weeks later, police caught up with him and he was shot and killed. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, not saying escape, but hey, he did it. Morris, the rabbi Bulber, he entered Eastern State in 1942. He was serving a life sentence as as a member of an arsenic murder ring located in Philadelphia. Um, That's exciting. Yes. He was a veteran witch doctor and a compounder of charms. Y'all. What a life. And he was also one of the leaders of this arsenic murder group. Oh, yeah. 
Um, they appealed to women who were willing to murder their husbands uh, um, in order to collect on their husbands' insurance policies. Mm-hmm. Between, now, go ahead. I was going to say, I think I've heard that story, and it's one woman that started, and then she got him involved, and they went around, and it was, like, a small town, but, like, they wanted the husbands to have done something wrong. Yes. Not, it, it couldn't be some innocent guy. It really needed to be, yeah. like, your husband was abusive, you were in a bad situation, you needed to get out of it, we will help you kill him with arsenic. Right, and it, then you can collect on his life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So between 1932 and 1937, his group was responsible for the deaths of at least 30 people. And then 16 other men and women were convicted for participating in the syndicate, including Bulber and Horace Perlman, who also served time at Eastern State for those murders. Wow. After his incarceration, Bulber joined the Jewish congregation at the new Eastern State Penitentiary Synagogue. He was the most dedicated. He was one of the most dedicated volunteers. And Joseph Paul, um, who was the warden at the time, took an interest in him. And apparently Mr. Paul's like interest in him so deeply moved Bulber that less than two weeks before the death, before his death at Eastern State in 1954, he wrote about um joseph paul okay and he said as for me i remember his numerous never to be forgotten acts of kindness that he showed me therefore i will pray for him a prayer he surely deserves for all the good he has done for me oh wow people can get better in prison yes that's what reform does true reform yes Yes. Leo Callahan, he was a, one of the approximately 100 inmates to escape from Eastern Penitentiary, but he is the only one who got away with it. Oh, wow. We never found him again? Assault and battery with intent to kill is what brought him to Eastern State Penitentiary, and a makeshift wooden ladder is what led him out. Holy crap. <laughs> And in 1923, Callahan and five other inmates built a ladder that they used to scale the east wall of the penitentiary. His five accomplices were eventually recaptured, but he was never found. Okay. And just so you guys know, if we were to find him now, he'd be like over 110 years old. So he's fucking dead. (laughs) He may have descendants somewhere, but he's gone. He dead, dead. Okay. Um, Frida Frost, uh, female inmates were part of the landscape at Eastern State for almost 100 years. And wow. Frida Frost was one of the last female inmates. Oh, wow. She was transferred to the Munchie Industrial Home for Women in 1923, and her departure basically marked the end of an era. She was yeah. serving a 20-year sentence for murder as she had poisoned her husband. I mean, she did <laughs> kill someone. Mm-hmm. And then we have William Francis Slick Willie Sutton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the most famous bank robbers in American history. Slick Willie spent 11 years at Eastern State Penitentiary. In 1945, Sutton, along with 11 other prisoners, escaped from Eastern State in an inmate dug tunnel that went a hundred feet underground wow. he was recaptured five minutes later fuck oh you spent all that time carving out a tunnel that goes a hundred feet down oh, God. um over the co- course of his criminal career sutton is credited with over five or with over 50 bank robberies three successful escapes from prison and over 30 years served behind bars he died in 1980 Ooh, okay. <laughs> Crap. So, um, as Ange had mentioned before, Eastern State Penitentiary had a ton of really, really harsh punishments on top mm-hmm. of the fact that they were just always in silence and never really allowed to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they got real creative with this yeah, shit. They had what's called the water bath in which inmates who broke the rules risked being dunked in a bath of ice water 
then hung from a wall for the entire night. Jesus. During the winter months is when that punishment was the most popular. That's so fucked up. And it said that in the winter months, the water on the inmate's skin would form a layer of ice before morning. Oh. So they literally froze people. <laughs> Y'all. I mean, I know they're in jail, but they're still people. That's really bad. Um, <clears throat> there's the Mad Chair, which was oh, yeah. named the Mad Chair because it was not uncommon for an inmate to go mad before this punishment ended. Mm-hmm. Inmates would be strapped to the chair with leather stra- with leather straps so tight that it was impossible to- for them to make even the smallest of movements. And they would sit in the chair for days without food until the circulation in their body almost stopped from the tightness of the straps and lack of movement. Oh, and meanwhile, they're like pissing and shitting themselves. Yes. Yeah. What else do you? Mm-hmm. The iron gag, which was the deadliest punishment they had, and was specifically for de- designed for inmates who refused to obey no communication policies. They wow. had an iron collar clamped onto the tongue, and then chained to his wrists, which were strapped behind their back. Mm. And then any movement resulted in tearing of the tongue and severe bleeding. And many inmates who suffered this torture died from blood loss before their torture was ever ended. Fuck. That's some medieval shit. That's like, really bad. You. No. Are stuck like that. No. Mm. Oh. And you gotta imagine, like, eventually your arms get tired from being in that position. Uh, and like ugh, that's fucking horrendous yeah it's not it's not good <laughs> and then of course the hole the hole which was dug under cell block cell block 14 the hole was nothing but a pit in the ground where incorrigible inmates would stay locked sometimes for week there's no light little air and those thrown into its torturous grip would receive water and a slice of bread if they were able to get to the water and the bread before the rats and roaches did. Right. Yeah, because I was going to say, it's not like they fed them on a tray and made sure it was, like, no, they literally they, threw it in there. They, and there was it in there. they threw it in there and it was dark. There's no light in there, so they can't see where it's going. So they would just throw it and then they'd have to, like, scavenge around to find it. Look, my, since childhood, whenever people are like, what's hell in your mind? A tiny dark room full of roaches that are just I can't see anything and they're just crawling on me Mm-hmm. because then what do you do you just go nuts so we talked about how it had a religious foundation um, mm. and the Quakers who were primarily invested in this penitentiary stated that they were not responsible whatsoever for any of the punishments that the inmates had to endure okay that was something that the hired staff at the prison started and began enforcing. That they came up with themselves. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, because I was going to say, the whole thing was supposed to be a time to be penitent and quiet, reflective, and that. Right. And then that shit came out of it. Yeah, no. That was all the decision of the guards and other people who worked there. Christy says, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then before that, she said, what? They were hung upside down with the ice water and everything? Yeah. 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 Yep. Like they, you thought prison was bad now? Oh, no. Yeah. It, it was worse. And like I said, they specifically only used that one in the wintertime. Where they would just dunk you repeatedly in ice water and hang you upside down in the freezing cold. Ugh. Gross. Okay. Um, I had also that, that before the American Revolution... Crimes that happened in the colonies were punishable by, like, fines or physical means. You had to do Mm -hmm. labor. And then often in public, you know, like the stocks. And then, like, they had prisons that were really crude and they only existed to contain criminals until they went to trial, Mm -hmm. not to hold them afterwards as punishment. Yeah. So in the 1780s, a team of thinkers um, that included Benjamin Franklin and Dr. Benjamin Rush 
-hmm. met to discuss a new and better way to deal with criminals and then they brainstormed an idea that would put inmates in isolation so that they could meditate on their crimes yes. and become remorseful and that's where this that's whole thing the came out. idea behind that yeah mm -hmm. um and as you said charles dickens when he visited the prison he basically described that the inmates were all being buried alive mm -hmm. because of the hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, prior to yeah. its reform in 1913, the prison, which was designed to house 250 inmates, had, of course, over 1,700 inmates jammed mm -hmm. into really tiny cells where they were really tight and had, like, no ventilation. No. And then, you know, Ugh. that whole system became abolished. So, as for the ghost stories of Eastern State Penitentiary. Hey, yeah. I was going to say, where did I have? Let me scoot down. Scoot. Before we get to ghosts, real yes. quick. Yes. There was a dog that was an inmate. There was. I'm not kidding. Um, so, people from all the world would come to visit Eastern State Pen, and they were most excited to look at Al Capone's cell. But there was also... A mugshot of a four-legged friend, a story that captures the hearts of almost everyone who walks through the crumbling halls of this penitentiary, and he's the cat-murdering dog. So this dog murdered a neighbor's cat. His name is Pep, Pep the dog, and it dates back to 1924, and there's like a picture of his intake form, and um, he... <laughs> The prison was massively overcrowded, and the new warden, um, Colonel John Groom, was trying to get rid of like a lot of those issues in there. And so he ordered an addition of a brick guard towers and this other shit to help with overcrowding, like we talked about. And then... Let me skip that. Okay. Um, they wanted to start bringing animals in there anyway, so that way the the inmates were dealing you know with pets and stuff and they had like the the yard where they would you know play with dogs whatever was out there um but pep the dog arrived at eastern state on august 31st 1924 his mugshot was taken he was given an official intake number c2559 and his name was entered into the prison ledger with an alias listed as quote a dog the reason given for his incarceration was murder because uh, and his life his sentence was for life um and let's see, Pep soon earned his reputation as a cat murdering dog following allegations that Governor Pinshot uh, sent Pep to Eastern State for killing Mrs. Pinshot's cat. And then plenty of outrage followed because this was a real thing. Someone sent a dog to prison. So people in the newspapers were talking about how Pep was being unjustly treated, suggesting that all dog lovers will protest the sentence as an outrageous miscarriage of justice for sending a dog to jail. Um, and then there were protests against Pep's incarceration, even from as far away as the Philippines. And over the following years, Governor Pinchot and his wife spoke to the press multiple times to address these rumors. Um, so it's just um, Mrs. Pinchot declared that Pep, quote, never killed a cat or anything else. It's all slanderous and unjustified attack on his reputation. And it's like, what? But he was. Yeah. So the dog was in jail. All right, that's and it. Left an impression. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, Tump squeaks that squeaker while we're trying to podcast and live stream. Straight to jail. <laughs> jail. She's the interrupting dog. She needs to be taught a lesson. Life sentence. Straight to jail. jail. Life sentence. Yep. Meanwhile, Tom walks into that jail. She's like, "Hey, new friends. How's it going?" <laughs> She's so excited to be there. Uh, Inmates yeah. are probably like, "Get this." fucking dog out of here tumps in the corner <laughs> screeching <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so basically what what happened was the whole situation was realistically that one uh prison leader what's his name guard no the main guy who's in charge of the prison i forgot the word the warden he, <laughs> the warden thank you the warden like to alleviate all the tensions and stuff they made up the whole thing about the dog killing a cat and being put in jail. He just wanted to bring a dog in. And Pep, the dog, was sent to prison to boost morale and is just one small part of the legacy of animals in prisons throughout history. And that work continues with programs like the New Leash on Life yeah. that still goes on there. And it's not only to boost morale, but also to provide valuable skills to people in prisons today. Well, yeah, yeah, I thought that was fun. <laughs> Straight to jail. Yeah. Yes. 
Seely, okay, so straight to jail. <laughs> Seely, you're done. We've had it. You keep getting on my lap. There's hair everywhere. Prison. <laughs> and don't you even think about going in there and meowing at anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Complete mm-hmm. silence from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so, since so. its closure, yes. Um, employees and visitors and basically people just researching paranormal activity have reportedly heard a ton of eerie sounds throughout the prison. So you have the locksmith and that is one major paranormal episode that occurs that occurred to a locksmith during the restoration in cell block four. According to this tale, he was working to remove a 140-year-old lock on one of the cell doors when a massive force overcame him so powerfully that he was unable to move. Oh, shit. Some believe that when he removed the key, it opened a gateway to the past and offered the spirits caught behind bars a pathway out. I kind of like it. It's a time slip. When the locksmith spoke of experiencing this out-of-body state as he was drawn toward the negative energy which burst through the cell. Hmm. Anguished faces appeared on the cell walls. Hundreds of distorted forms swirled around the cell block and one dominating form seemed to beckon to the the locksmith to him. The man's experience was so vivid that years after, he would shudder in fear whenever he spoke about it. You know, that's real then. And that's like the main one. That's the like main reason why the place is so haunted. Yeah. Um, and this one was featured, what, on Ghost Adventures and Most Haunted Live and then Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters and MTV's Fear. Like, people go here and investigate this place. Yeah. Like, this is a pretty, um, of course, people say they can see, they hear Al Capone all the time, and. (laughs) Can you imagine? Honestly, I wouldn't be mad about it. I'd be like, that's fucking cool. I'm so here for it. Sir, I got questions. (laughs) Um, hold on a second. Let me pull this one up. Ugh. Because NPR actually did a whole story on yes, this as did. well. I think it's the one by Laurel Dalrymple. Yeah. I pulled it up. I was like, this is good. It's spooky. It's spooky. Um, they said that a lot of the inmates can be found around the hole. Or a lot of the paranormal activity come out around the hole, which. Oh, yeah. Duh. Um, same thing as the same room that they did the water bath and the, um, iron gag thing, mm-hmm. which, oh, yeah. oh God, it's so fucking disgusting. And then even in the, in the, like their, their medical area, because when they did the, what was it? The chair, the mad chair, um, mm-hmm. after people were in the mad chair and cut off all their circulation, they'd have to have their limbs amputated. So Ugh. they have they have a lot of activity in the medical space as well. Uh, I'm pissed. You. You're welcome, That's everybody. So I'm so glad that you all got to hear about all these people getting their fucking limbs amputated. Ugh. And then you're stuck in prison with amputated limbs. That shit's horrible. And just so you know, yes, it is the most haunted prison in the United States. You were right about that. Um, yeah. And again, they a lot of people think that it is a portal to hell simply because of the open door thing. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like a lot of, like, because there was a lot of religious energy being put there with, um, you know, making sure everybody had a Bible and we want you to pray and we want you to meditate and focus. And you're putting all that spiritual energy into this building over a hundred years. Like, something is stirring in there you've brought so much energy to that place and then mix in death mix in torture mix it you know come on mm-hmm. it's gonna be haunted and i mean to be fair like philadelphia having it be used for haunted house attractions is pretty intense at that point yeah. <laughs> it's like how do you know what's real and what's fake <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Julie says Jesus. <laughs> like, how do you know what's real and what's fake at that point? Like, yeah. No. Um, uh, that's really the most that they give you on, like, their paranormal activity. They do talk about several accounts of hearing people crying in pain from being tortured. As I said, you, you know, like, when you go, like, towards the medical rooms and all that kind of stuff where they did all this torture, there is a lot of activity there. Um, people say that they see sudden orbs or streaks of light that appear and disappear. Mm-hmm. You can hear people walking around the prison halls. Um, sometimes people who are doing tours will hear somebody whisper their name. <sighs> no, no. Um, and then they'll no. like see a shadow and it'll vanish once they look at it. Um, a lot of people talk about feeling tapped on the sho- feeling taps on the shoulder, um, loud laughter throughout the jail. On the third floor of the fourth cell block, I think they said, um, numerous visitors say that they can hear like the sounds of cell doors opening and closing. Um, they can hear the cell doors handles jiggling. A lot of workers who quit without notice said that they feel some kind of sinister force pushing them out of the jail. So they just leave. Mm -hmm. You can hear furniture being dragged throughout the penitentiary. Um, You can hear stones and other weird, large objects being rolled around in the jail Mm -hmm. and on the roof. Yeah. And there's nothing there. Yeah. You can hear babies crying in cell block seven, which I believe that's where the women were housed. Yeah. So, yeah, you hear babies crying in cell block seven. Um, A lot of people state that they get physically sick when visiting, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty common, like, telltale paranormal thing. People feel physically sick around these forces. Mm -hmm. Um. They see, like, what appears as a shimmering blob and then just disappears all of a sudden. You can see in the guard towers outside, people say that they can look up and see, like, prison guards materialize and then disappear. Holy crap. Um, Yeah. So, again... As they said, while they were operating, there were over 50 suicides and over a dozen murders that took place in the penitentiary, which, again, lends its hand to people's souls being trapped inside of this facility. Yeah. The one at Halloween is called Terror Behind the Walls. There you go. And... The way they set it up is to completely mimic what, like, the, the what people have seen or what went on in the prison. Which is why I think that's, like, terrifying. Because how yeah. do you know what's oh, real and what's fake? It. Yeah. Yes! You're asking for it! Don't imitate the goat. Somebody says, I used to, one time I saw this face in this mirror. And somebody else says, I saw the face in the mirror, too. And now you're an actor being the face in the mirror? I wouldn't no. Mm-hmm. no 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 um but that's also okay so I went like I said I went to their main website and I'm digging through all the stuff and they have a lovely blog which is where I pulled out the story of the dog and there's all sorts of stuff about Juneteenth and like how it's associated with Eastern Penn and like all these different prison related things like yeah. the art that's in there Al Capone's thing so go through that blog if you guys are interested these are beautiful stories told by a lot of tour guides that work there um but yeah trying to find anything about ghosts like even if you go to the little magnifying glass and you type ghosts or hauntings nothing comes up no and it didn't even lead me to the behind the within the whatever the yeah haunt, terror behind the, the walls book. yeah terror behind the walls. it didn't even pull me up for that i had to google separately ghosts at eastern pen and it was like we have no. a terror behind the wall walk is that what you wanted and i was like no i wanted ghost stories like what we found right. with this article and that's um what i found in this article too was saying that uh bookman the guy that they talk to or whatever he says that the staff doesn't like to exploit the dark, the prison's darker image and i'm like well yeah because that's what you're like known for <laughs> so of course you don't want you want to show all the positive stuff all the history that was there and yep. make it into a museum 
but they say that most people who are making TV shows come in looking for ghosts, and that's not a story that we tell. The inmates were real people, and these were people's lives. 70,000 people spent time here, and we're not going to glorify it, we're not going to make fun of it. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Right, and then you have something that's called Terror Behind the Walls, where you basically imitate these ghost stories or imitate the the torture that these people went through. Yeah. So I'm like, so Um, there's also saying that perhaps these hauntings are a self-fulfilling prophecy anyway. And that if you want to have a haunted experience and you go into that kind of thing with that much energy and you're thinking, I'm going to see something, there are so many ghosts, maybe you are more likely to have an experience than somebody who really didn't know it was haunted and just went to go look at it as a museum. Because there's plenty of people that go and don't have any experience at all, but there are also plenty that go in and do have experiences. And like you were saying, people that work there that were like, I gotta get out of this building. There's Mm -hmm. a force telling me to leave. Um, Al Capone, who stayed there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, (laughs) basically at night while he was there, he would tra- he would transform into like this blubbering mess. Oh man. And he would let out blood curdling screams at night and shout, Jimmy, Jimmy, please leave me alone, Jimmy. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy uh-huh. is somebody who was killed when he was in Chicago. Uh one of the, the men that he had killed while he was in Chicago. And yeah. apparently Jimmy's spirit would visit him at night. And at night, you would just hear him screaming, Jimmy, please leave me alone. Y'all. That's, that's great karma. That's wonderful. Oh, you killed him, and now he's going to haunt the shit out of you? Right. You that's go. what you fucking get. Mm-hmm. That's what you fucking get. Um, <laughs> I have a list of people I want to haunt. I'm ready. Hey. <laughs> um, Yeah, like I said, basically a lot of this just talks about, like, all of the, like you said, they don't really want their prison to be known as this place where all of these terrible, scary things happen. Well, I've noticed that it's kind of one way or the other. So, like, the Sally House knows that they're known for ghosts, and they're like, please, come do your ghost hunts, do all this shit here, Mm tempt the spirits, do the thing. But then a lot of, and uh, same thing with, uh, what was her name, gave her father 40 wax lizzie borden lizzie borden house same thing they're like this shit's haunted come here come get haunted you know blah 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 but places like this are like no we're a historical building and lots of history happened here and we want to keep it positive and you're like yeah but also you have tons of spirits and you're a portal to hell <laughs> like right embrace it it's fine same thing with i think it's gettysburg uh battlegrounds haunted as fuck well of course mm. Mm. absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. i know well, that's as kids, we did an overnight, um, it was a day camp during the week. And then at the end of the week, you could do an overnight stay on the USS Lexington. Well, why the fuck our- would I want to do that? <laughs> to see the blue ghost. So <laughs> we did it. It was wonderful. But also, uh, so imagine, first of all, we got like no sleep. Second of all, we're Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. And so the next day they wake you up at the crack of dawn. We've had no sleep because we thought we saw ghosts. And then they take us up to do a flag ceremony and they're playing um, like all sorts of patriotic god bless america kind of stuff and all of us are children standing there their hands are just sobbing and we're like we didn't see the ghost well we love america this is wonderful so that's how much energy were us little bodies putting out into that you know with all that experience like come on of course there's ghosts i hate it on a battleship that's now a museum and it's all historical but also there's ghosts so let me just pull up this article on terror terror behind the walls Good, thank you. It is yeah, suspended, look, by the, the way. Pictures. Yeah, look at the pictures. There's, I would say, plenty of like, like we said, the TV shows that went there. Their episodes are out there too for you to watch. Yes. Uh, Ghost Adventures, Most Haunted Live, Ghost Hunters, and Fear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's suspended, they won't even like let me like look at the actual site to see what it's about. Okay, that. I thought that was just my internet screwing up. But yeah, when you go to the website, you click on the thing, there's a big middle thing that pops up, and I can't get it yeah. to go away. So look at the website behind it. Okay, so it is suspended. Yeah. <clears throat> They're not doing it this October. No. Y'all, COVID has really knocked out a lot it's of the really fun. It's really ruined all the fun that you guys could have. Just saying. 
Sorry, France. <laughs> let me see. Let me see if I can find something else on it. Yeah. While she looks, guys, um, so this is our last episode for season three. We originally had on the schedule that we were going to do like a season three wrap up in a mini, but we told you everything that we were going to tell you during that. And it was a lot of like um, all the haunted places that we covered that were in um, pop culture. So like all the millions of times that we mentioned American Horror Story, we were going to go through that. Well, we did it in the episode. So if you want to catch any of that and like learn about where this stuff is in pop culture, go back and watch the episodes or listen to them. Um, and then what else? Oh, yeah. So we're going to have our meeting sometime this week to figure out what we're doing for season four, because most of y'all know me and Flip are both in shows, virtual and in real people wise. Real life. And so that's messing. Yeah. And then we have jobs that we get paid to do. So we got to figure out what we're doing. As of right now, it's still going to be Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is great for our friends on the West Coast, because you guys are actually chiming in at a normal hour instead of super early and hoping that we stay a little bit longer. Um so while we're you know like having a week off please 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 share your favorite past episode that we did remember we did a whole thing on the 27 club our whole first season was a lot of fun and random stuff this one's all haunted places and we've got some good shit coming up for season four so if you could take a minute and share one of your favorite episodes to like your facebook feed tag some friends on our posts so that they can come and watch it um that would be wonderful please 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 share let people know that we're here and we'll keep doing this so basically on this terror behind the walls exhibit Mm -hmm. or a tour um you venture into the machine shop um where you're led deep into the cell blocks into a space that is not open to the public normally and you can expect industrial nightmares and one-on-one experiences um, you also visit the blood yard, the inmate filled breakout, the lockdown, a riot inside of cell block 12 said to be one of the most haunted, said to be the most haunted spot in the penitentiary. Um, the oh, infirmary, which is a frightening look into the world of the prison's medical treatment and quarantine an interactive 4d experience, which brings on mild altering hallucinations. Great. So they're going to like strobe you and then freeze you with air and then make you walk through a hallway with a spiral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. Hey, and they said that there are more than 200 performers that are needed for the six separate attractions over the 10 acre complex. And then they also have Hollywood quality studio special effects and lighting, digital sounds and animatronic creatures and custom props okay but do they pay well because i could take off in october yeah yeah um (laughs) so basically the terror behind the walls attraction was originally just like a walking tour at night on halloween with occasional like little jump scares and now they've turned it into this insanely immersive thing haunted house um wow. where there's a new option that was introduced where you sign a waiver basically to be fully immersed in it by marking yourself as a person who will be grabbed held back taken into hidden passageway and become part of the scares christy Christy, you barely handled Halloween Horror Nights. How about we go try this? And we mark you as one of the people. Bitch, me too, man. (laughs) We're doing Halloween Horror Nights. And I'm I'm in the back of our group of three. Walking around going, wow, this is really well done. I've never seen a haunted house this well done. Because I've performed in them since I was a child. Mm -hmm. And bless her, Christy gets so scared. She tries jumping up on Marcy's backpack at one point and busts her lip open. And so we get out of the damn haunted house and we got a bleeding lip and like an employee coming over to see if we're okay and what's going on. And we're like, mind your business. <laughs> we're fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's not for me. It's spooky shit like that. Like I don't do haunted houses well, but I think a lot of that, um, it, a lot of it triggers my anxiety disorder. So like, it's like I go into like full bone sensory overload and I'm just like, I'm stuck. <laughs> like, oh no. What do I do here? <laughs> My brain just goes meltdown. 
Oh no. One of my favorite haunted houses we did when I was little and it was at the local theater and we turned the whole theater into a haunted house. And I was playing a little, I was in like high school, but I was playing a child and I'm dressed all in white. They've done my face all in white and they have built a maze out of doors that we had in the back of the theater. Well, some of the doors opened and some of them did not. And so some of them were just a wall. And so I had to go around and get groups and be like, come with me. And the groups are like, do we go with the child? I'm like, you have to come with me because I needed them to come with me. And most of them were so scared to come with me. They really didn't want to follow me through that maze. I'm like, I am not allowed to grab your hand. Please come with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just got scarier and scarier. And then finally I disappear through a door, reappear through another door. Yeah, it was horrible. And then in honor of my dad's birthday, there was definitely a spot where it was me and two other girls and we had scythes and we're covered in blood and there's a mannequin or like a dummy on a chair in the middle of us and we're skipping around him going ring around the rosy pockets full of blood ashes ashes we all fall down we start beating the shit out of this mannequin with our scythes and it falls over as people are walking past us the mannequin looked like my dad it had the same mustache and everything so we ended up after my dad did the tour we came back there and we have a picture of me holding the scythe over the thing on the floor my dad looking at it like this isn't funny uh-huh. yeah that was my childhood but yeah uh-huh. that's most of the info so yeah I was going to say so you don't want to go do this with me and tag yourself as a grab and they're going to ice water you and hang you upside down Put the thing on your face. I would prefer that they didn't do any of that to me. Kick you into the hole? No. Definitely not. No. I know, same. I really wouldn't want to do that. No. I'd go walk it, but I wouldn't want to be tagged as one of the people. No, and, like, that just reminds me of, like, that, like, fucked up, like, what is that, McCammy Mansion or McCammy whatever. Like, that just reminds me of that kind of shit, and I'm just not into it. Like, I don't think that shit is cool. You guys... No, that's real bad. I'm all up for a horror, uh, like a haunted house. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I will not enjoy it at all while I'm in there. But you know, <laughs> I will have a mild panic attack, but it's fine. I'll live. McCammy Manor or whatever the hell that thing is called. I'm not doing that. No. That's not a haunted house. That is a literal torture chamber. Mm-hmm. You're paying to be tortured. Not me. You're not paying me no, to. No. You, I'm not paying somebody else to fucking kidnap me. If I wanted to be kidnapped, I would just stand out on OBT. <laughs> Take me. And wait. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm highly kidnappable. It is me. Offer me tacos. Yeah, please. <laughs> if you just say, hey, I have a taco back here, I'll be like, ooh, what kind? <laughs> and yeah, then I'll good. follow you. <laughs> yeah. I'm on my way. Oh my god. Yeah, we did it. That was the end of our season three. Wow, you guys. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for being on this journey with us, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season four is going to be fun. Yeah? What is it? What is season four? Season four, we are going to be talking about the wonderful year of 1969. Y'all, a lot of shit went down in 69. Which means we'll have lots of fun, interesting facts about um, Charles Manson. Charles Manson. (laughs) (laughs) The whole Manson family. Yeah, so we'll have fun, interesting facts about the Zodiac and all kinds of other fun things. Yeah, your big heavy hitters that you've heard about, but you want to know a little bit more. We're going to tell you a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some stuff that's not like heavy hitters. Yeah. Some stuff that you might not have heard about. Yep. It'll be fun, you guys. Yay. Good. Um, well, and then I think. Yeah. It's this been fun. Awesome. Um, not next week, but the week after, we will also have our Hunter Killer box. So. Yes. Yay. So that's yes. Hunter Killer box. Five. Holy crap. Yes. Um, if you guys need documents for that, it's on the notes in Discord, right? Yes. Okay, thank you. They're um, in the notes in Discord. You can also feel free to go back. You can listen to our episodes on Hunt a Killer, watch previous episodes here on Facebook, and then you can also find them on YouTube as well. 
Yeah. And if you're wanting to get through it quickly, because those are longer ones, feel free to listen to it on your podcatcher and put that speed at 1.5. We're going to sound like chipmunks, but we get through the yes. information. And you go, oh, that's right. That's what happened here. Yes. And you so can also do that on YouTube as well. You can just, yeah. if you want to like actually yeah. see <coughs> the items up on the screen. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So go back through that evidence and get ready because we have to eliminate another person. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Three, four, three. We're on box. F- oh, we're going on to box five. Mm-hmm. So we've eliminated three suspects so far. Joe. Okay. Ruth yep. and Hector. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, because we still have yeah. Three other people. Because the mother. What's yeah. his name? Got mom, the, George, the uh-huh. Ira, and Trollope. Trollope. Yep. Okay. We can do it, you guys. <laughs> but yeah, next Sunday, new episode. We're on break having a meeting time. Yeah. Right? Next week. So we won't have an episode Wednesday or Sunday next week mm-hmm. just to kind of give us some time to plan out our season. Thank you. <laughs> and I go back and listen to your favorites. Wait on us. We'll yes, be back. <laughs> we'll be back. All right. And as always, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, just feel free to send us a message, drop us a comment, something like that, and we'll respond yeah. to them. If you guys have stories sure. that you want to share with us, share them with us. News articles that you find on Wednesdays, we typically cover the news. So if you guys have any news updates that you find that you want to share with us, definitely, definitely send them to us in a message uh, and we will read them and likely talk about them. Yeah. If you have any uh, Florida Man Fridays or Missing Person Mondays as well, send mm-hmm. them. Let us know. We had um, a listener a while back send us a Missing Person Monday that we were able to feature because we already have some that are preloaded, but we will gladly do more than one on a monday so yep. send them to us Just let us know thank you oh, all right yeah. and with that being said Yay. if you guys want to follow us anywhere you know what what to do they're right there below me down down there if you look take your eyes and go whoop, right down into the corner and you will see that you can follow us on discord on instagram on facebook on twitter we also have a patreon set up where any of your tips will go towards our production yes which means editing wine yeah. new equipment yeah. honey killer yeah. boxes wine yes. yeah. <laughs> all yeah. of those things Occasionally, our microphones need maintenance, you know. God, longer Ethernet cables. <sighs> All that. <laughs> our, uh, our our wireless router that shit the bed the other day. <laughs> yeah. It adds up, you guys. We're covering it ourselves right now, but it'd be real cool if y'all could help out. Give us some tips. <laughs> yes. And of course, along with all of those tips come with little perks and stuff as we yeah. create merch and all that kind of stuff. Hell Yeah. I have an unsolved murder on my Facebook right now. Would you guys share it? Absolutely, Marissa. We will share it. Yep, yep. I say it's still Monday. Well, tomorrow's Monday, yeah, because we'll have it up for tomorrow. Yes, so we will share it. Thank you, Marissa. Thank you. Um, Yeah, and then thank you to the Last Electric Rodeo Band for allowing us to use their song, Bronze Age of Horror, at the end of each episode. If you want more information on them, you can go to lastelectricradio.com or go to their Facebook page. Um, I did find out today we're not doing Ancient City Con because that shit got canceled for this year. Boo. As it should have. It was an indoor festival for like thousands of people. Well, I, it's not the year for that. But they're doing some virtual stuff. Um, I don't think we're going to be performing, but you know, check that out. Ancient City Con if you're still interested. And then hopefully Sing Out Loud Festival, maybe? Because that's an outdoor festival. We'll see. But you know keep an eye on their shit to see where the rodeo is going to pop up next yes and as always you guys thank you so much for joining us today and sticking it out through three seasons with us and all of our technical difficulties and just randomness that Angie and i go through on a day-to-day basis you imagine if we didn't have people watching live to be like we can't hear y'all I know. And just frozen. We would have recorded an entire episode. It's my brother-in-law's brother killed Uh, in 2011. Yeah, we will definitely post it. Wow. Yep. For sure. Yep. yep. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Cool that he was murdered. But we will share something for us to share. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um. 
as always, yeah, big thank you to you guys for constantly supporting me and Ange on our adventure mm-hmm. through our murder and other spooky shit that goes on in the world. Um, mm-hmm. You know the deal. Be safe. Yep. Be aware of your surroundings. Don't murder anybody. And please, please, please be kind to one another and kind to yourselves. It is very, very important. Please. Take care of yourselves in this world of COVID. (laughs) Oh my God, wear your damn mask. Wear your mask. Take a walk. (laughs) Get some fresh air. (laughs) Yes. And... All right, you guys, have a wonderful night. We'll see you in, what is that, over a week? Over a week, 10 days. We'll see you in 10 days. (laughs) We've got together. We're fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about us. Lord. All right, you guys. Mm -mm. Peace out, Cub Scouts.